Here at St. John 23rd Parish, Ash Wednesday is one of the busiest days of the year, even though parking around here is an absolute nightmare on a weekday, even if there isn't snow. Why do so many Catholics and so many other Christians feel compelled to receive ashes? Perhaps it's because there are few other public rituals in our society that admit one of the fundamental facts about being human. We are sinners. As we will hear the prophet Joel exhort us, proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the people. Today we fast. Today we gather. Today we acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore, as Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. Joel also conveys the hope that perhaps God will again relent and leave behind a blessing. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Before we continue, I'd like to challenge each of us to sit in contemplation for three minutes. Sit comfortably, but with your spine straight. Place your feet flat on the floor. Breathe deeply and slowly. Let us sit with soot on our foreheads, contemplating the following questions. What is weak and sinful in me? What needs to be healed this Lent? During this season of Lent, what is good and strong in me? What needs to be strengthened? We begin the season of Lent with an acknowledgement of our sinfulness. But this is not where we are called to stay for the remainder of the season of Lent. Let us begin the process of growth and healing as we listen to an exhortation from St. Paul. My first experience of being Catholic in the American South happened as I was driving through Georgia on spring break in 2011. When I stopped at a gas station late on a Wednesday morning, the woman at the next pump stared at me for a few moments and then said, Pardon me, sir, but I wanted to let you know that you have a big smudge of grease on your forehead. Oh, thank you, I said. That's because it's Ash Wednesday. Her reaction indicated that she had no idea what I was talking about. This sure was different from my college experience, where roughly 25% of the students were Catholic and 25% of the students were Jewish. Many of my classmates grew up in Jewish enclaves around New York City, and they were surprised to learn that most Christians were not familiar with Jewish practices. My friend Mika explained how awkward it was when people wished him well on the Day of Atonement. He said it like this. Saying Happy Yom Kippur to a Jew is like saying Happy Lent to a Catholic. It's a funny and memorable line, but it is terribly misguided. 
The season of Lent may be a time of sacrifice and self-denial, but those practices are not the main point of Lent. The very word Lent comes from an old German word meaning springtime. And so there are two main things to keep in mind as we begin Lent. Like spring, Lent is a time of growth, and Lent is a season. Lent can be happy. Yes, we start Lent with this day of acknowledging our failures, but Lent is not supposed to be 40 days of wallowing in our sins. Self-loathing is not a good force for motivation. Ash Wednesday is a starting point to a season of growing in our relationship with God. This Lent, what needs to be healed in me? What needs to be strengthened? We confront our feelings today with compassion for ourselves in the same way that God looks on us with compassion. To dust we shall return, but it is the same dust that made the stars. Or to quote Presbyterian minister Callie Elliott down the street here on Religious Row, we are dust, but we are beloved dust. Like each time a season of the year returns on our calendar, Lent should also be a little different every year. If you do the exact same thing every year for Lent, you're probably not growing. So how are you called to grow in your relationship with God over these next six weeks? Are you too self-centered? Perhaps serving others would put things in perspective. To learn about service opportunities, undergrads can contact our Vol Catholic service chairs, Mindy and Addie, I don't know, are either of you here? Well, there's people who know them, just ask. And grad students and young professionals can ask Teresa, who's right here, or Stephen. Are you overwhelmed by your schoolwork? Perhaps you could give up Netflix for Lent. Right, they are related, right? Watching, watching Netflix and being overwhelmed by schoolwork. Do you get drunk every weekend? Perhaps you should give up beer for the next six weeks instead of chocolate. Are you addicted to internet porn? Father Don, our focus missionaries, or I would gladly offer you counsel. Do you find it hard to believe that God loves you? Love yourself by getting enough sleep every night, eating healthier foods, and going to the gym. Are you mad at a friend or a loved one? Come to our mission here next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, called Letting Go of a Grudge. And don't forget about the church's disciplines of fasting, almsgiving, and extra prayer, but adapt them to best help you reach your goals of growth over the next six weeks. We have at least three dozen weekly discussion groups and Bible studies going on. Call the office and we'll match you up. You can surely find time to check out bustedhalo.com's Fast Pray Give calendar. My goal this Lent is to give up distractions. Too often, without fully realizing it, I turn small distractions into huge time sinks. I can't seem to check Facebook without getting drawn into reading three articles, sending four private messages, and taking a BuzzFeed quiz. Doesn't happen to anybody else here, I'm sure. Sending one email message on behalf of the parish turns into a half an hour of sifting through unrelated messages in my inbox. I go to the kitchen to make a cup of coffee, and it takes me half an hour to get back to my desk. 
Before I go to bed, I check my text messages one last time, and suddenly I've lost a half an hour of sleep. My hope this Lent is to be truly present in the present moment. As St. Paul says, now is a very acceptable time. Here on campus tonight, you might have an experience like me at the gas station in Atlanta when you encounter someone who knows nothing about Lent. Or you could have an experience like me in Rochester when my Jewish friend misunderstood the meaning of Lent. Why not make the most of the opportunity to explain the true significance of Lent? Don't be like the hypocrites that Jesus criticizes in our gospel passage today. Don't talk about your own personal holiness because you went to Mass on Ash Wednesday. Tell the other person about this religious season, this opportunity for spiritual growth. Who knows? Perhaps your explanation will inspire that person to deepen their own relationship with God, maybe even with the help of this community. Lent is a season for us to grow. It may be bitterly cold in Knoxville today, but by the end of our Lenten journey, the dogwoods will be blooming. On behalf of the entire community of St. John 23rd Parish, the staff, the students, and the permanent residents, we wish you a prayerful Lent, a refreshing Lent, a profound Lent, and yes, a happy Lent. The last thing I'd just like to say is part of my re- res- resolve this time, uh, this Lent, is to be less distracted. And so I've been trying to calendar things, and I actually put some time on to try to clean up. And I found this box in my bedroom that was filled with things I've been looking for for the last three years. But I also found this little prayer that I thought was so appropriate for Ash Wednesday. Make a fresh start every day. There is no better way of growing in the spiritual life than to be always starting over again. Francis de Sales. And this, I think, is going to be my mantra for this Lent.